Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Gameology, a podcast where we can cover everything and anything you need to know about the world of gaming. Gameology is a place where players of all experience can tune in and learn more about what gaming has to offer. I'm Nathaniel Alvarado, and I'm a first year here at UC Berkeley studying business and data science. And today we have Amir Khan as our guest host. Please welcome Amir. And if you could, Amir, please introduce yourself a bit. Yeah. Hey, Nathaniel. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Amir. I'm a freshman at UC Berkeley, also studying business administration, and I am from Johns Creek, Georgia. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just to let everyone know, I'm uh, from SoCal, specifically Fontana, California. And, you know, as our first episode, uh, you know, this is our first time to like welcome all guests and stuff. So uh, right now, our first episode is just... Uh, you know, it's going to be on FPS, but I just want to ask you, Amir, like gaming, like what does gaming mean to you? So like, why, why are we talking about gaming? You know, why, why focus on gaming? Why welcome people that have not entered the gaming world, you know, encourage them to enter the gaming world? Like what's gaming like for you? Yeah, man, dude, gaming, gaming has been my life for like so long. Honestly, I'm not like a hardcore gamer or anything, but I do I love running up COD with the boys, playing Fortnite, all the all the classic games, Halo, all the, all the stuff. And I mean, I've been playing video games ever since I was a kid. I remember the look on my face when I was a kid when I got my first Game Boy Advanced and picked up Mario Brothers and Pokemon Fire Red for the first time. I had so many hours on those games. And honestly, dude, just gaming is, to me, it's a channel to escape reality all your problems and worries just go away and like it's it's just such, to me it's like a way to easily meet friends and like form connections and i think gaming is really special because it's not only does it like substitute for the distance between people and allow you a form of communication other than social media but it also just allows you to make friendships super easily and i've made a lot of really strong bonds through gaming. And to me, that's just like what gaming, it's always been there for me in my hard times. And whenever I need a break from life, I can just turn on the Xbox, grab a controller, hop on with the boys and just play till fucking, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Three in the morning. Yeah, definitely. You definitely hit like a, a place close to home when you mentioned the Game Boy. I remember playing my first games, like uh, all the way back to my Game Boy Advance, like Pokemon Leaf and all that stuff. And, you know, on my DS playing one of my favorite DS games, which was like Kirby Squeak Squad and or Squeaker Squad. And, you know, it's just been so long and, you know, just like similar to you, it's been like, it's been years, uh, like more than a decade now when I look back on it, which is crazy to think because I, I think out of all the activities I've done in my life, gaming has definitely surpassed it in terms of time of that I've committed to it and you know no regrets whatsoever obviously you know we have the hours of rage we have the hours of upset uh you know being upset just from games and you know just like from uh from what we have you know when we hit um Game Boy to the PS3 which is where I got into FPS and you know to today where I'm you know console gamer and you know playing some uh, PC games that are cross compatible here and there, just like really, really, um, really 
is close to home for me. So yeah, um, you know, so like I mentioned before, we're, we're going to be covering FPS today. So I want to ask you, Amir, so what makes FPS memorable to you? I know you mentioned how, um, you know, you mentioned to me before, and I just know you as a person that like FPS is one of your favorite, like uh, just types of games out there. So um, why, why do you like FPS? What's, why is it memorable to you? And uh, what can you share with the audience about uh, FPS today? Yeah, and I mean, first of all, for those watching who don't really know what FPS stands for, it stands for first-person shooters, so classic games like Halo, Call of Duty, any any game basically where the character is holding a gun and you're, like, looking through their eyes. Um, and essentially, like, you know, FPS, I would say the reason it's memorable to me is just because it's, it's just so badass, you know, like, to just walk around and kill stuff, you know, with guns and, like, feeling like you're so powerful and stuff obviously you know <laughs> don't want to like promote violence or anything but you know it, i think it's just like appeals to kids because it just gives you a lot of different avenues to like it, it, it's just like really inspiring i think some of the things that the creators of video games make like it's just fun and it's just like it's been around for a while and it's just, for me, it's my favorite genre just because of all the fun stuff that you can do as um, a first-person shooter. And, like, a lot of FPS games have evolved into, like, oh, your character can have magical powers as well along with the gun that he has. And just, there's just all sorts of different paths that you can take to playing a first-person shooter. So, like, that's why I think it's no. my favorite genre. What yeah, about you, def- Daniel? What do you yeah, no, definitely. Because, honestly, I don't know. There's something about an FPS that really, like, because it's obviously first person shooter it's just like i feel most most connected to like fps and i i don't know about you but we've all had those days where we clutched up and you know just having that like having that sense of like accomplishment when you're like good at an fps really like puts you oh yeah puts you uh you, you already know like playing cod whether it's like we're gonna oh, get yeah. into cod oh, we're yeah. gonna get into siege we're gonna get into bragging like, a couple rights, other yeah no it's just it's just something that you don't feel like that insert insert like when you watch esports today if for all you listening you know definitely mm-hmm. find a game that um definitely find a game out there at, that you really really enjoy watching and for the most part i guarantee there's going to be esports for it or there is going to be a content creator or some professional playing it out there for a living so highly recommend doing oh, that yeah. and exploring so what but once you see like you know if you see like for example cod fps like a COD is a FPS, as you may know. Um, for those who do not know, uh, COD is Call of Duty. And, you know, if you look at the esports today, um, just like the reactions that you get from like being in like in a clutch situation and just pl- uh, playing that F- in that FPS style with that team coordination and just like, you know, just just really uh, going hard against other teams is really, really something that, you know, it's just a sort of feeling that you really can't describe unless you like pick up a controller, pick a, pick up a keyboard and mouse and, you know, actually experience it for yourself, which we highly recommend obviously, but to the viewers that aren't, um, that are already experienced, you already know how it is. So obviously, you know, just like FPS is in general, uh, we, you could think of siege overwatch you know i mean fortnite's not really fps but there's so many out there but you know the staple in my opinion one of the staple fps out there is uh cod which obviously stands for call of duty and today we have you know up to date we have cold war or call of duty cold war we have 
Warzone, and then we have Modern Warfare. And, you know, I, I just remember personally just going back years and years ago, just playing Modern Warfare 2, MW3, which is also like the abbreviation for Modern Warfare, you know, Black Ops 2, just all those games ever since back then, you know, that really got me into COD. And I know, Amir, you've mentioned to me many times that, like, that's your, that's the game you still play today. And I, I want to hear what makes COD, you know, the, the FPS that you play today and why do you still play it today? And how did you get into playing COD? Yeah, for sure. So I know COD obviously has like a really huge history in it. I think it has a debatably one of the most big or large fan bases for the FPS game community. And um, its origins go back very, very far. I know a lot of professional esports teams, including FaZe Clan, um, started with COD as their first couple games. But yeah, so I actually started my COD journey pretty recently, I would say. Um, my first Call of Duty game was actually not one of the OG ones. It was um, Black Ops 3. And that's kind of when I started playing COD. I didn't really, really get into it until the most recent installment, which was Modern Warfare, um, because a lot of my friends were like playing it. And obviously one of the biggest reasons I play video games that I mentioned previously was just to make friends and stuff. And my friend group was into Warzone. And that's when I started playing Warzone with them. And I sort of just fell in love with the game. And <laughs> Warzone led to me buying um, Modern Warfare, which is the multiplayer version of COD. And then I even ended up getting Cold War and I just fell in love with it. Uh, and like, I don't know. I think what's special about COD is that there's something for everyone to do. And it's just like a never ending game in my opinion, because the things that you have to grind for take so long that it just, by the time you unlock like the very exclusive camos and like the different types of guns and uh, skins that you get for your characters, it's gonna be time for another COD. So I just think there's, whether you're a player who likes to good jump right into the battle and kill a bunch of things, or you're more of a battle royale type who's in for like a super intense, like communication-based game mode, or whether you're just one of those people who just wants to go around shooting zombies in a PVE sort of environment that is endless. You actually reminded COD me. offers a lot. Yeah, definitely. You actually reminded me, I, I don't know why, but like, zombies completely went over my head i am such a big fan of zombies um i remember for any of you get ogs out there in the audience just completing the easter egg on you know bo2 or bo1 uh, or world well, war that war not too much but like um you know the easter eggs for you guys that do not know is like kind of the storyline of call of duty zombies and it's from there it's the things that in the game you don't really see like on surface level it's something that an easter egg kind of it's like an easter egg hunt um that and that's where the name originates you know you you complete this like story of this mission and it's it's something that it's not just about you know shooting zombies and surviving to a higher round it's about completing the storyline and you know just like thinking back to bo2 easter egg with um on origins or bo2 easter egg on buried it's just crazy to think how it's evolved to you know now we're on cold war and just it's it's 
honestly, I really enjoy it in a sense that Call of Duty has both, P- P- as you mentioned, has both PVE and PVP. And again, for those people that do not know, PVE stands for player versus player, and then PVE stands for player versus environment. So um, it's definitely an option that you can do that's suitable for everyone. And Call of Duty, for me, it's just like, I can just remember... When I played the OG CODs, I, I think it was around the BO2 era. Um, it was so fun to just get into it. But when I got really into it, playing with friends, uh, which was more advanced warfare, BO3, uh, just it, you you would be surprised what like custom games or search and destroy can. And those are all like different types of like ways to play COD for you guys that don't know. It's just so great to interact with friends and Amir, tell me, like, what memorable moments do you have, um, you know, playing with friends and stuff like that? Yeah, so I'm a huge Warzone kind of guy, and so are all my friends. So I would say, like, the best feeling, especially since Warzone is, like, a really, really intense battle royale, I think it's one of the hardest to actually successfully win with your team just because of the amount of communication it takes and the amount of strategy that goes into actually winning and killing people. Um, Yeah, I just think that the best feeling is (laughs) winning. Finally seeing that that victory on your screen and obviously the iconic end scene where your whole squad jumps into a helicopter and flies away. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's my iconic COD moments. I feel like the best moments that I've ever had in COD were then. And also I would say like when you hit like a really sick no scope or something in multiplayer or like against your friend while you're in a custom game and just absolutely roast them because you just destroyed them. It's just all, a lot of memes come from COD as well. Just like, yeah, no, look, I think the FPS community, like at one point was just defined that COD just, um, uh fps obviously like i've mentioned content creators and uh you know professional players out there is such a big influence um just back in the old days we had like the vanos crew and you know people content creators like delirious uh, basically i do work Nogla, all those people just like really defining what cod was in a fun aspect and when we had um later on we had phase that were really uh defining what esports uh is today obviously on fps perspective but uh, um you know cod again it's um it's a it's a broad and it's a type of game that really brought up fps but you know in today's day and age we have many other fps's as well and uh the next game that we're actually going to get to is siege and uh siege is it's a it's different um it's real it's really different um amir so have you uh tell me your experiences with siege yeah man so okay here's the interesting thing i've actually never ever played the game I've never played Siege. I have a copy sitting on my desk, literally right in front of me, unopened. It has still has the plastic on. I got it on Black Friday for like five bucks at Walmart one day. And I just, I don't know. I just never picked it up, but- no, um, And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. And uh, just to pe- for people out there, do not be like a mirror, play, open up the disc <laughs> and definitely play, play that. Cause oh, my gosh, it's just totally different aspect as COD. Um, <laughs> I think, I think what, um, 
what Ubisoft tries to do with Siege is just really try to like up the realistic value and you know it's kind of like give or take of how realistic because you see people like you know oh professional military like reacting to siege and if it's real or not obviously it has some like fictional aspect to it but it's just the environment of siege is a rainbow six siege if i didn't like say the full name tom clancy rainbow six siege the environment of siege and the the gameplay of siege is definitely a lot different from uh different different from cod so I'll, I'll just go ahead and explain my experiences with it so okay so siege is uh for those who do not, not know there's um basically only like three main game modes on siege uh which is going to be bomb hostage or the objective point um or biohazard and you know uh and obviously there's just so many different ways to play siege um Basically, what we have is we have a defending team and attacking team always um, every single round. And then what you do is you pick an operator and each operator has their own special ability. So this game, however, just like COD requires a lot of team comp and requires a lot of just coordination because the amount of like intricacies in the game, you know, not only do you um, just like shoot people left and right, but you also interact with the map. You you barricade places, you end up putting different gadgets down, you put your abilities down, you utilize your abilities to best your ability to uh, try to, um, you know, counter the other team. And it's just like the, first of all, the way you die is just a lot quicker. And just, you know, the, the factor of just having that, that attacking or defending aspect is just a lot different um, than you would have in say like a search and destroy in like in COD and so Siege is honestly recommended for uh, people that have in my opinion who've been in the um, FPS uh, industry a little bit longer as opposed to um, someone who hasn't because if you go into COD I, like Amir you, like you've mentioned like everyone gets into COD like if you FPS is just it's such a great game to get into if you, if you want to go into fps cod is like the go-to as your first fps but siege is like you know a little oh, bit yeah. a step up so um i don't know what mm -hmm. have you heard anything else like you know difficulty wise from like siege and cod of course man so i was actually going to say this earlier but um you know i have i have a ton of friends who play siege they're the exact same people who play cod as in, in fact um you know, all I, I do know, I've seen gameplay of Siege, and as a, like, I think my perspective as someone who's never picked up the game, what I do know about it is, in terms of difficulty, I know Siege is all communication. It's not, I think it's by far, like, I think it's the X squared communication Definitely. of Warzone. Definitely. Um, battle Royales, we're just, like, marking where people are and just saying, oh, He's on our left. Shoot over there. But Siege takes a lot of strategy. Each person oh, has their own role. Each person has like their own like ability they can use. And I would say Siege is more like a Overwatch style game. Oh, definitely. Um, we're gonna talk about but, later. Yeah, on, team comp is team comp is very very huge when it comes to Siege and um at, and team composition again for people that don't know and you know just having that sort of um that sort of extra layer of what it means to be like a team as opposed to cod you know i mean 
obviously once you get to the higher higher rankings cod um you know there are team coordinations uh, on like a on a professional level but like siege i think it requires it even at a lower level where you you have to, you really have to coordinate with your teams that even like because there is a ranking system um in siege you have like ranked games and you have non-ranked games and then you have like quick quick match matches which is like a lot easier to play on like a casual level but um you know ranked system is a lot more competitive and there's a just a sense of um sense of you know just trying to trying to get up in the ranking system and not just level up based off experience and how long you play the game but how well you are at playing the game so that's something siege has and honestly again like you've mentioned um there's this sort of team comp that you require in Siege and uh, kind of like flipping the story, um, going to a completely different game, but really requiring that sense of team comp is one of my personal favorite games, which is Overwatch. So Overwatch is a lot, lot different from Siege um, and COD as general. It's, it's a lot more, you know, it's not just FPS, but you know, there are, there are heroes that, um, that are, completely like polarized in the sense that they do different things and first of all in in overwatch you have two or i'm sorry you have three different sort of subclasses you have tanks you have damage or attack uh, and then you have um uh you have support and from there you your tank heroes are going to be your people that have more health and you know are the meat of the team comp you have your damage who focuses on putting damage output and then you have your support heroes who you know do stuff like healing and damage buffs and you know protecting your team and um there's going to be it's uh, again it's a 6v6 and it's going to be two players per team comp on a normal game and overwatch is in my well it's by far my favorite game you know ever since it came out like in 2016, 2015, you know, what, whatever year it came out, it's just been something I've played for hours and hours and hours on end. And um, Amir, I want to hear your opinions on Overwatch, if you've played the game or if you have not played the game. Yeah, man, are you, are you serious? Of course I've played Overwatch. Who haven't? Even, <laughs> even like, even the console player. It was big. I'm actually a console player. Oh yeah. It was, it was big when big it came out. Like it's, it's kind of a bit like Overwatch. Obviously you have that, um, you have, you know, it's that sort of team comp you don't really see in console games, in my opinion, like for mm-hmm. Overwatch. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you had that siege, but Overwatch, that you, that sort of like um, team comp in the sense that each character, each hero does like has completely different game mechanics. Um, you know, that's totally different from any other game that, you know, we've seen oh, yeah. before like 2016 when Overwatch came. But go ahead, go ahead, uh, explain your experiences with Overwatch. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think Overwatch was a very special game in that it's like Fortnite in a way where it pioneered and paved the way for other games. And I think that Overwatch, it it was really good because it was the first sort of game where everyone had their own sort of responsibility. So like the healer needs to be doing their job and making sure everyone on the team can stay alive, specifically healing the tanks, Meanwhile, the tanks are defending the attackers and making sure that the objective can be reached without anyone dying. And then the attackers on the other end are killing off the other defenders and healers and stuff. So I just think that Overwatch not only was a great game that pioneered 
the whole team comp idea, but it also was just graphically beautiful and like story-wise it had a really nice story behind it. The animators from, from Blizzard did a really, really good job of, you know, hyping the game up through their marketing yeah, definitely. which they released. Yeah. You know, so Overwatch was a great game. No, definitely. I, I still play it to this day. You know, I can, you know, last night I was playing it, you know, screaming my ass off, just like, you know, just like trying to, you know, play competitive in, you know, um, my oh, yeah. setting mm-hmm. here, here and here at Berkeley. But, um, you know, each, like we've mentioned before, you know, Overwatch has like different, different characters that are truly, truly different from one another, just to give you like some sort of perspective, you know, I, I guess a staple character out there is uh, sadly to say, you know, like, let's just say like Tracer, Tracer is this, you know, um, my damn- main yeah uh, Tracy. Tra- I mean she's kind of staple to Overwatch uh, she's been on covers many times but I'm just going to use her as an example Tracer is a damage attack character who has 150 health who has uh you know two little submachine guns and she can blink everywhere or, or, or like teleport and you know and she can rewind time to uh, get back her health and you know her her main thing is you know damage output putting out that um uh, that sort of uh, damage onto, um, you know, people like tanks. And, you know, j- on the opposite spectrum, we have someone who's like Reinhardt. Reinhardt is a guy with a big old shield that has like 1,500 oh, yeah. um, HP. And then he has like 500 or 550, um, you know, HP himself. And he has a big old hammer that he swings around over and over again to try to get, you oh, know, yeah. That try to get as much like players and each one, um, you know, obviously just like from that description alone, it's just completely different from one another. It's that's why I personally liked Overwatch and, you know, games, um, you know, in future episodes, we're going to talk about like League and, you know, Valorant and things like that, you know, just that sort of like, you know how how much a character differentiates from one another and then you can play both of them, you know, not at the same time, but one one uh, one of your friends or one random plays one character and you play the other. It's just completely different, and it's just a way to you know really enhance gaming that like goes apart from just your own individual skill. But you know, similar to Siege, how well you can effectively communicate with the team and how well you can like develop team comps that is like most suitable and most beneficial for you. So that's honestly how Overwatch is like, and you know, Overwatch. It uh, you know, as the three past games that we've had, Overwatch, Siege, and COD. Um, again, those are great games to put out there, and just another one of our favorite games. Our last final game that we're going to be talking about today is uh, Destiny Two, and <laughs> Destiny Two is actually um, Amir's and I. You know, common game. I would say we. Um, oh yeah. We, de- <laughs> we can definitely talk we're about hardcore. Destiny. We're a hardcore. I've. Well, I, I, both of us actually have played since Destiny 1, and we're just going to be talking about Destiny 2 today. Um, or I will be talking about both, but just Destiny 2, because, you know, Destiny 2 is obviously the most recent one. So um, it's, it's again, completely different. It's still an FPS, but it's just crazy to see how big the world of FPS really is. So uh, I want you, I, I feel like Amir has uh, more, like, liking. Well, I know we've had, like, a love-hate relationship with the Destiny series and, you know, Bungie. Uh, Bungie sometimes being nice and mean to us. But Amir, tell us your experience, your countless, countless of hours we've, you've put onto uh, Destiny. Oh, yeah. So, like Nathaniel said, 
Destiny. It's so fun when you meet another Destiny player because you both have put. You just so talk about it, and no game. one knows what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's so funny because like, I feel like Destiny is very like own community. It's like very like sheltered from all the other games. Um, but yeah, I mean Destiny. Destiny was a great game. A lot of people played it back in D1, which is the first Destiny installment. Um, you know, essentially the way it worked was there were three different classes, Warlock, Hunter, and Titan. And they had their own superpowers, but they'd run around with guns and kill aliens. And I think that Destiny was honestly the first game that I really, really got into. Like, it was, I think, the first game that I put hours and hours of time into on um, on Xbox 360. Um, and so, you know, I, I've, I think, again, that one of the reasons that I love Destiny so much is because, similar to COD, there's just something for everybody, whether you like to collect different kinds of guns, whether you like to fucking to kill people um, in the PvP, crucible mode or whether you like to go around killing aliens and completing different objectives around the galaxy or world of destiny um and the pv pve modes and i think destiny does a great job of you know connecting players and with their fire team system in which you know three three different guardians uh, go in the guardians of the players by the way three different players go in and uh as a team collectively complete objectives throughout like their missions and I think Destiny did a really, really good job. One of the things that made it really unique is there's raid, it's called a raid. And essentially what it is, is it's six players. Um, usually they're each different types of classes. And during these raids, which would last around one to two hours actually, if you had a solid team or three to four, if you didn't have a very strong team, um, you'd have to actually complete different puzzles and objectives during the boss battles. Um, to get loot and i mean the whole point of destiny was to get loot armor that looks sick on your character and so you know i just think there's just like a lot of a lot of time that could be put into that game it was a very very time consuming game and i'm sure you can talk more about how much time you put (laughs) in time 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 so here's the thing about destiny that kind of separate well obviously it's more of a story playing game uh much more than the three games that we've already talked about um it's a story there's a story behind it It, the story originates from uh destiny one and it's still continuing today to destiny two so it's an ongoing story but the thing about time in destiny is that um it's a grind game and what we mean by grind is um when you hear us say grind grinding 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 um yeah i i mean this is kind of uh this might offend some like destiny uh destiny characters out there but you know i feel like destiny uh destiny requires more time you put into the game as opposed to actual skill which is a good and bad thing um this is again this is like completely my opinion um but like you know out when you have professional like destiny like two players out there or like destiny players out there they put in the hours and countless countless of hours you know upgrading your character because it that's what it comes down to unless you're playing like pvp or pve yes there is a skill uh you know skill required and it's going to be like any game there's going to be skill required but you know, you can't reach the top of Destiny 2 unless you put in the hours. You can't be like, you can't immediately be put into the game and say, okay, I'm 
like even though I'm the best at every other game and like I have the you know I have the the I you know I have the training for any other FPS I have that skill you still need to put in the hours because you need to rank up your character and um, just basically whether it's through methods like Amir has said through uh, raids which is kind of the version of you know like the you know the kind of the final what the what you would call the final boss um and you know i'm just think thinking back to like d1 the original destiny just putting i would say when i did my first raid like cold raid when i did not know what to do because uh raids the, the special thing about rage is they don't tell you what to do you have to like figure out yourself unless you like look at a video online um the special thing about a raid is that you have to figure it out yourself and i remember spending 10 plus hours on a boss called Golgoroth just trying to figure out what to do and you know just that translates not just to raids but everything in the game man like you have to upgrade your character whether it's pvp and crucible pve and you know um strikes or pvp and pve um you know in gambit which is um only uh destiny 2 has not destiny 1 which is um in my opinion gets a little too much hate for like I Amir probably completely disagrees with me because Amir probably hates uh, Gambit and again uh, for those, who don't, for those <laughs> oh, I, I actually just curious for Destiny players out there I want you to uh, put your take on Gambit. Yeah, I mean, so Gambit was a new mode introduced in Destiny Two, and essentially how it works, it combines both the PVE and PVP elements, which I think Bungie is always constantly trying to do they're trying to which is which is like a good thing ways. which is a very good thing you don't yeah. really see that often pvp and pve in one like in one game mode mm -hmm. exactly and like so essentially how it works is it's it's a 3v3 team and team game mode and essentially you're spawned into an island with or just any map that they uh, that's like rotated um and your your objective is to bank these moats and the objective now is to bank a hundred moats by killing different enemies the more health the enemy has the more moats they drop and whichever team banks a hundred moats first will summon the final boss and essentially uh whichever team sum summons and kills the final boss before the other team wins now the pvp element comes in with this little portal that spawns in the middle of the map your teammates or one of your teammates can actually go through that portal to the other team's island and kill their teammate, like kill the other team one by one if they're good enough. Um, and essentially what happens when you kill a another team, or another enemy player, they lose all the moats that they're holding. So the max number of moats you can carry is 15. And essentially, let's say I raid the other team through the portal and I kill all four of them. That's a team wipe and they lose 15 times four because my head's not working, which is, I think, 75. They lose almost... 60, my friend. They 60. lose actually 60. Okay, I'm just... My, this is my what, this, what, ga this is what video games do, do, does to you. Yeah, don't play too many kids' kids. Video games' kids. But, um, yeah, anyway, you, you know. You, you, you get the idea, yeah. The, the, it's you just get that, screwed over. Yeah, the, the idea of, um, you know, just back to our, our idea of or our topic about time-consuming, just, like, putting in those hours to, like, countless different game modes because you have to put it into everything. You have to play, You have to experience the game as a whole, all PvE, PvP, and PvP, and PvE um, combined. You know, you got to do all of those to rank up your characters. And honestly, that... But, you know, 
playing with doing it with friends is um you know experience you can't really find anywhere else because you know do uh putting in those hours and uh, you know together ranking up your characters and seeing your character progress with your friends is just something that i don't know it's a really it's a really touching thing because you know um you see mm-hmm. when you when i look when i turn on my xbox and i log on to my uh destiny account and i i think amir can agree um, and any destiny player out there can agree that like you see this sort of accomplishment you get this sort of accomplishment and like relief when you look at your character and say dang i actually put in like i actually put in uh that many um that many hours into a character and you know it's just something you know mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of a lot of games don't have so that's our take on ah. destiny so yeah um that's pr- uh, pretty much it what we have today you know fps again we recommend any of you guys going out there picking up an FP- fps game and you know trying it out and you know just uh, experiencing the world of fps and obviously that's just one sort of uh, aspect of gaming that we have um you know so i want to thank you everyone for tuning in today for episode one of gameology and again special thanks to Amir for participating and we hope to see you again uh, at our next week episode which is going to be on RPG games so thank you so much and we'll see you next week